Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Smaller. And the birch and contour pines mingle freely with the coast hemlock and spruce. The birch is common on the lower slopes and is very effective, its round, leafy, pale green head contrasting with the dark, narrow spires of the conifers and giving a striking character to the forest. The taramac pine, or black pine, as the variety of Pinus cordata is called here, is yellowish-green in marked contrast with the dark lichen-draped spruce which grows above the pine at a height of about two thousand feet in groves and belts where it has escaped fire and snow avalanches there is another handsome spruce hereabouts picea alba very slender and graceful in habit drooping at the top like a mountain hemlock i saw fine specimens a hundred and twenty-five feet high, on deep bottom land, a few miles below Glenora. The tops of some of them were almost covered with dense clusters of yellow and brown cones. We reached the old Hudson's Bay trading post at Glenora about one o'clock, and the captain informed me that he would stop here until the next morning, where he would make an early start for Wrangell. At a distance of about seven or eight miles to the northeastward of the landing, there is an outstanding group of mountains crowning a spur from the main chain of the coast range, whose highest point rises about 8,000 feet above the level of the sea, and as Glenora is only a 1,000 feet above the sea, the height is to be overcome in climbing this peak is about 7,000 feet. Though the first time was short, I determined to climb it, because of the advantageous position it occupied for general views of the peaks and glaciers of the east side of the great range. Although it was now twenty minutes past three and the days were getting short, I thought that by rapid climbing I could reach the summit before sunset, in time to get a general view and a few pencil sketches, and make my way back to the steamer in the night. Mr. Young, one of the missionaries, asked permission to accompany me saying that he was a good walker and climber and would not delay me or cause any trouble. I strongly advised him not to go, explaining that it involved a walk coming and going of fourteen or sixteen miles and climbing through brush and boulders of seven thousand feet, a fair day's work for a seasoned mountaineer to be done in less than half a day and part of a night but he insisted that he was a strong walker, could do a mountaineer's day work in half a day, and would not hinder me in any way. 
Well, I have warned you, I said, and will not assume responsibility for any trouble that may arise. He proved to be a stout walker, and we made rapid progress across a brushy, timbered flat, and up the mountain slopes open in some places, and in others thatched with dwarf firs, resting a minute here and there to refresh ourselves with huckleberries which grew in abundance in open spots. About half an hour before sunset, when we were near a cluster of crumbling pinnacles that formed the summit, I had ceased to feel anxiety about the mountaineering strength and skill of my companion, and pushed rapidly on. In passing around the shoulder of the highest pinnacle, where the rock was rapidly disintegrating, and the danger of slipping was great, I shouted in a warning voice, Be very careful here, this is dangerous. Mr. Young was perhaps a dozen or two yards behind me, but out of sight. I afterwards reproached myself for not stopping, and lending him a steadying hand, and showing him the slight footsteps I had made by kicking out little blocks of the crumbling surface, instead of simply warning him to be careful. Only a few seconds after giving this warning, I was startled by a scream for help, and hurrying back, found the missionary face downward, his arms outstretched, clutching little crumbling knobs of the brink of a gully that plunges down a thousand feet or more to a small residual glacier i managed to get below him touched one of his feet and tried to encourage him by saying i am below you you are in no danger you can't slip past me and i will soon get you out of this he then told me that both of his arms were dislocated it was almost impossible to find available footholds on the treacherous rock and I was at my wit's end to know how I could get him rolled or dragged to a place where I could get about him, find out how much he was hurt, and away back down the mountain. After narrowly scanning the cliff and making footholds, I managed to roll and lift him a few yards to a place where the slope was less steep, and there I attempted to set his arms. I found, however, that this was impossible in such a place, I therefore tied his arms to his sides with my suspenders and necktie to prevent as much as possible inflammation from movement. I then left him, telling him to lie still, and that I would be back in a few minutes, and that he was now safe from slipping. I hastily examined the ground and saw no way of getting him down except by the steep glacier gully. After scrambling to an outstanding point that commands a view of it from top to bottom, to make sure that it was not interrupted by sheer precipices, I concluded that with great care and the digging of slight footholds he could be slid down to the glacier, where I could lay him on his back and perhaps be able to set his arms. Accordingly, I cheered him up, telling him I had found a way, but that it would require lots of time and patience. Digging a footstep in the sand or crumbling rock five or six feet beneath him, I reached up, took hold of him by one of his feet, and gently slid him down on his back, placing his heels in the step. Then descending another five or six feet, dug heel notches and slid him down to them. Thus the whole distance was made by a succession of narrow steps and very short intervals, and the glacier was reached perhaps about midnight. Here I took off one of my boots, tied a handkerchief around his wrist for a good hold, and placed my heel in his armpit, and succeeded in getting one of his arms into place. But my utmost strength was insufficient to reduce the dislocation of the other. 
i therefore bound it closely to his side and asked him if in his exhausted and trembling condition he was still able to walk yes he bravely replied so with a steadying arm around him and many stops for rest i marched him slowly down in the starlight on the comparatively smooth unassured surface of the glacier to the terminal moraine a distance of perhaps a mile crossed the moraine bathed his head at one of the outlet streams and after many rests reached a dry place and made a brush fire i then went ahead looking for an open way through the brush where larger wood could be had made a good lasting fire of resiny silver fir roots and a leaf bed beside it i now told him i would run down the mountain hasten back with help from the boat and carry him down in comfort but he would not hear of my leaving him no no he said i can walk down don't leave me i reminded him of the roughness of the way his nerve-shaken condition and assured him i would not be gone long but he insisted on trying saying on no account whatever i must leave him i therefore concluded to try to get him to the ship by short walks from one fire and resting place to another while he was resting i went ahead looking for the best way through the brush and rocks then returning got him on his feet and made him lean on my shoulder while i steadied him to prevent his falling this slow staggering struggle from fire to fire lasted until long after sunrise when at last we reached the ship and stood at the foot of the narrow single plank without side rails that reached from the bank of the deck at a considerable angle i briefly explained to mr young's companions who stood looking down at us that he had been hurt in an accident and requested one of them to assist me in getting him aboard but strange to say instead of coming down to help they made haste to reproach him for having gone on a wild goose chase with muir these foolish adventures are well enough for mr muir they said but you mr young have a work to do you have a family you have a church and you have no right to risk your life on treacherous peaks and precipices the captain nat lane son of senator joseph lane had been swearing in anger and patience for being compelled to make so late a start and thus encounter a dangerous wind in a narrow gorge and was threatening to put the missionaries ashore to seek their lost companion while he went on down the river about his business but when he heard my call for help he hastened forward and elbowed the divines away from the end of the gangplank shouting in angry irreverence oh blank this is no time for preaching don't you see the man is hurt he ran down to our help and while i steadied my trembling companion from behind the captain kindly led him up the plank into the saloon and made him drink a large glass of brandy then with a man holding down his shoulders we succeeded in getting the bone into its socket notwithstanding the inflammation and contraction of the muscles and ligaments mr young was then put to bed and he slept all the way back to wrangell in his mission lectures in the east mr young oftentimes told this story i made no record of it in my notebook and never intended to write a word about it but after a miserable sensational character of the story had appeared in a respectable magazine i thought it but fair to my brave companion that it should be told just as it happened end of chapter four 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.